0: A month now since we committed to tell the stories of Riverland businesses, residents, shack owners, people who work in hospitality and other fields who are going to be affected by this once-in-a-generation flood situation. That's uh, that's getting to come down the Murray over the course of the next month or so. And I thought it'd be interesting to go back to uh, to a month ago to read what my notes had about the scale of what was ahead and what kind of preparations were being made to stave it off. And I think in the context of the numbers we hear almost daily now, it makes remarkable reading a month on. So my notes dated 18th of October. It was a Tuesday. Read like this. Catastrophic flooding in Victoria could make its way down the Murray within the next two months. Some Riverland locals fearing the waterway could rise to its highest level in almost 50 years. The flow at that point in time um, was of just over... Ninety-five gigaliters—that huh. was the flow at that point in time, which was re- which was being reported as the highest the Murray had been since 2016. So it's doubled pretty much. The no, it hasn't quite. It hasn't, it hasn't doubled. The projections have more than doubled, though. Uh, the Department of Environment said the flow into the Murray at the Victorian SA border was about seventy-nine gigaliters a day, but would increase to ninety gigalitres a day in mid-November. Then they say new forecasts released this week say that the flow will top 100. And the, the scary historical reference point was the 1974 floods where the flow at the border was 170. I've got in front of me now the SA River Murray flow report from three days ago, the 18th of November. So this, is, this tracks what's actually happening right now, remembering what I've just said. By this Friday, they're saying it'll get to 125 gigalitres a day, 125, which was not even being canvassed, A month ago, we are talking about, oh, it'll definitely get over 100. Well, it's going to be 125 by this Friday before we even get to December. And then they've got that model of probabilities that they often talk about. The high probability outcome right now is that the peak will reach at least 175 gigalitres a day in early December. Now, the high probability, the most likely outcome, according to uh, the, the state government right now, is the nightmare scenario we're imagining a month ago, because 175 is more than what 1974 was. That Mm. was 170. There's a moderate possibility now, we're saying, of 200 a day and a lower probability that the flow will reach 220. So in a month... Which is 56. Which is 56. So in a month... close to 56. it's, it's, It's good to put in perspective how much this story has changed. Now, as we've said repeatedly, though, in telling the stories of people that live and work there they face two problems. There's rising waters, but there's also rising concern from people who might otherwise be going there to spend a weekend, having lunch, uh, going enjoying the wonderful – you might be going to the gin distillery in Renmark. You might mm. be going to visit people, having a a, a function and a catch-up with family and friends and doing all the wonderful things you can do in the Riverland. If you run a business, certainly in hospitality, you've got to deal with both those things at once. So there's wariness about the water, but there's also this important message that Hey, if you're going to go there, you still can and you still should because it's a great part of South Australia and the people there need your support. Like our next guest, Jeremy Sweet, who's the general manager of the Berry Hotel. Jeremy, good morning to you.
1: Morning, gents. How are we? We're good, thanks, Jeremy. We're we're on dry land here. But uh, what's the what's the? No, am I
2: actually? Well, uh, we're, we're, we're both common there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's right. What's the what's the mood like in Berry, though, mate? I mean, we've we've been likening this as have other people a bit of a slow moving catastrophe, knowing that it's coming. Um, it must be a pretty weird sensation.
2: Yeah, it is. Obviously, it's a the general point of conversation, especially in a pub. You get uh, everyone coming through asking. All sorts of questions, but uh, overall, it's pretty positive. Obviously, we've got uh, a lot more water coming um, and definitely feel for the shacks and tourism operators affected with the high water coming that are unable to trade or have to vacate the the shacks along the river. But uh, for us, it's uh, just an amazing spectacle to see.
1: We went to Manon last Sunday and the river looked amazing and seeing some of the tributaries that are normally dry... It, 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 environmentally, it, it is a it is a phenomenal thing. So there's actually like, for the, for the damage that is going to happen, we believe to to lower lying properties and so on. It is it is still quite a sight to behold, isn't
2: it? Oh, it's an amazing spectacle. Going for a drive around the Riverland, especially seeing water where it hasn't been. Now I'm of an age where I can remember a couple of the floods. Um, Ninety one being probably the bigger one, and that still sticks with me. Today, yeah, uh, you know, uh, it is. It's an amazing sight to see. Definitely is. Um, and the floodplains and the wetlands post this event will be amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jeremy, are you having to deal with people cancelling events, functions, or reduced patronage at the moment because people have just got the wrong idea about the significance of the floods and how dangerous it is? dangerous it is there.
2: I mean, we've been fielding calls, uh, but the, all the highways are still open. Uh, and will be open even with the uh, prediction and the inundation mapping. So the Sturt Highway is still going to be high and dry for many gigalitres to come. So travelling through the region, again, is is pretty safe. I wouldn't recommend getting a speedboat and going for a wakeboard or a ski, don't get me wrong, but... uh, (laughs) Sitting by the pool, having a cocktail, looking at the rivers, definitely uh, safe to do.
0: <laughs> what are you? What's your understanding about uh, power outages in, in Barrie in your area? Are you guys going to be quarantined from that? Because some places it sounds like we'll have some controlled outages over the course of the next few months.
2: Yeah, certainly will uh, Obviously, looking at the low-lying areas, there, a lot of the council facilities on the waterfront obviously have had power turned off. with barbecues in the parks that sit quite low. Um, the Barrie Hotel was actually high and dry in fifty six. So um, we should be right for that. A lot of the hotels and infrastructure around here were dry in the 56. Um, I know you're talking about flow prediction. I think 1931 was up there, wasn't it? The mm. flow, I think that was around the 200. Yeah. Um, out the front of us, we've got the flood markers, and that was a metre higher than the water is now.
0: Wow. In fact, your hotel would be a great place to just sort of watch Mother Nature. mm the, watch the power. Well, I'm,
2: I'm doing that now with the coffee. I must admit, boys, I'm looking <laughs> out the window door you and it, it, it's all uh, it, albeit windy. It's it's nice and sunny and uh, amazing.
1: Oh, it's a good place to take it all mm-hmm. in. Well, um, it sounds like you guys are going to be right, Jeremy. But um, we, we're we're going to keep going um, every day with these stories from the from the the mighty Muzzer. Uh, because it's going to be a a phenomenal story, one that will involve a lot of downside for a lot of people as well. But good to hear that you guys reckon you're going to pull through okay. Jeremy Sweet, General Manager of the excellent Berry Hotel.